Welcome back to Square Horror. I am your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the Master of Ceremonies, Matt. I'm ready to party today. Woohoo! Are you ready to party? I'm ready to party like there's a Category 5 hurricane outside. Yeah, because apparently a lot of people do that. I don't know. I've never never lived in a hurricane state. I say, Um, I don't live in Florida, and I'm trying my best not to because I don't want to deal with hurricanes (laughs) or alligators. Yeah, those are just the the only two things. Yeah, uh, that's it. Nothing else is bad about Florida. (laughs) Not a single thing. Okay, so welcome back to the Animal Abominations slash Nature Nightmare series. On Square Horror. Because today we're f- we're fighting with both. Yes, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was in a lot of the research of this movie, it kind of seems like we consider this to be like, oh, alligators killing people movie. So like a typical animal slasher movie? I don't know what those movies are called. A creature feature, if you will. A creature feature. But this one's a lot more than that. I remember mm-hmm. reading something of the director saying uh, that it was a home invasion story, but the home invader was a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And I, I buy that a lot more because this has a lot of um, similarities to movies like The Strangers, even, or like a, like a in-the-house type horror, which this director is really known for. He makes a mm-hmm. lot of these, like, cramped not like cramped in the sense of like they're stuck in small spaces but like you feel stuck with these characters and Mm -hmm. a lot of his movies especially these two that i want to talk about later are just the same and uh that's what makes this one so good it's not just alligators it's so much more Mm -hmm. this is one of your favorites i know that I love this movie. And actually, ironically enough, I'm not the only one who happens to take a particular liking to this movie. Oh. Uh, this is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies of 2019. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite little fun facts I found about this movie. That's kind of like when Quentin Tarantino said that Battle Royale was so good that he wished he made it. You kind of know what you're signing up for with that. If Quentin Tarantino yeah. says this is his favorite horror movie, or was it movie or horror movie of 2019? Favorite movie. Damn. Period. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Well, right? that should tell you something also. Um, but I also would not be uh, surprised if he was just a personal fan of the director, just like how he was with Eli Roth, um, because mm-hmm. Eli Roth makes twisted, violent movies. Just like how Alexandre Aja, Aja, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but uh, he does too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. So, uh, 2019, Crawl, where were you when you saw this? So, I didn't see this in theaters, I don't think. I don't really? think we saw. I don't think I saw this until it, I saw it on DVD with you, mm-hmm. if memory serves. Because uh, I didn't even know about it when it was coming out at first. And uh, now you've got the poster. <laughs> and now I have a poster of it up on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because this movie has meant so much to me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of lucked out in that I was already going into this not knowing much about it, which I feel like is exactly what the director wanted because um, he remolded the script that he was initially given for this movie. 
Yeah, he um, wrote the original treatment for it, gave it to the writers, and then when they gave it back to him, it sounds like he did a lot more expansion on it because it wasn't long enough, but also it wasn't deep enough for him. So, yeah, um, brothers <laughs> Michael and Sean Rasmussen, I believe is Ras- how you pronounce Rasmussen? your last name. <laughs> Rasmussen? 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 Uh, they they wrote the initial uh, spec script, which is essentially the script when you're trying to get an idea out there and bought in Hollywood. Um, and then uh, the producer gave it to Alexandra, uh, who was intrigued by the log line, um, but he was disappointed in the story's length and the fact that it only took place in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. And, of course that the characters were only antagonized by a single alligator until a second alligator showed up in the third act. Ah. Uh, so he rewrote it to um, include more locations, expand the character's depth, and to up the ante with the hurricane and the um, larger amount of alligators in the state of Florida. Yeah, he expanded so, like, he <laughs> was. He was the one who introduced the idea that the main character should be a skilled swimmer whose father is the former coach who they have butted heads a lot in order to make their relationship more realistic. Do you think he also added the detail that she should go to University of Florida and to be a Florida Gator? I hope so, because (laughs) let me tell you, I've seen this movie probably five times. Um, This was the first time I put those that together there and i didn't so even many. put it together <laughs> there are it's so that it was pointed ones. out to me that the university of florida's mascot is the gators. alligator yeah <laughs> <laughs> well like and you mentioned the the hurricane earlier as like something the director added in there i'm so glad he did because the fact that this is a hurricane this time around when i watched it that was the thing I was the most excited in seeing the development of. Like, the alligators obviously are awesome, and they're a great mm-hmm. feature to add into the movie. But, like, the movie was shot in a, in a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not bunker. A giant fish but, tank? Yeah, a big warehouse. Yeah, essentially, like, a big enclosed space. So, like, that whole hurricane, all of those, like, effects, that's all computer-generated. And it looks mm-hmm. so cool. I've never seen a hurricane. I've never been in a hurricane. But and I'd like to never be yeah, in one. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but it really does make the whole movie feel otherworldly. And mm-hmm. the hurricane is as much a character in the movie and an antagonist a character in the movie as anybody else. And the only reason that the alligators become a bigger and bigger threat throughout the movie is because of this hurricane. Yeah, it's almost like the alligators are like a second-hand problem to the hurricane itself. Yeah, Because, yeah. like, if there had just been the one gator in the basement that's there before the um, hurricane actually starts to become a problem, they could survive that. But the problem is that now they're also facing flooding of the crawl space they're in. More alligators having faster mobility in the water. Right. Um, and it's just, the hurricane is the thing that brings these other side effects that really put our characters through the, the trials of living in Florida. <laughs> this, in, in that same sense, this movie reminds me a lot of the uh, <clears throat> Adam Green movie Frozen. 
which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely cover someday. It fucking rules. Um, we just we're not going to cover it on this series just because we're on a little bit of a tighter schedule for Spooktober next mm-hmm. month. Um, but Frozen is another movie where it's the animals that are killing you are just a feature of how fucked you are. And the hurricane being a big deal. Because, I mean, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised that gators under people's crawl spaces in Florida is like a pretty normal thing, I would assume, mm-hmm. especially if your backyard is like a big estuary or lake that alligators are going to be living in. Mm-hmm. And honestly, because they're in the crawl space, it, that's not really the problem because alligators are not very fast on land. They're very slow. They don't want to mm-hmm. attack you unless you're like in the way of their, you know, their, their eggs. Mm-hmm. But having the hurricane be cutting off everyone's help, cutting off uh, like communications between um, the sister and her father uh, you know, making rescue a lot harder for when like people come, they have to come on a boat, they have to like be on the alligators' terms. Um, mm-hmm. and of course, as you mentioned, the flooding I mean, it's gonna flood the basement, like, you're gonna die, you're gonna drown to death, or you're gonna get eaten by alligators, or you're gonna drown to death and then get eaten by alligators, or you're gonna <laughs> yeah. get out of there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, but it's yeah, very like similar. you were saying. Um, this movie was filmed in essentially three warehouses in Serbia um, that were made essentially into giant fish tanks so they could uh, safely flood it. They used about um, five million liters of water a day oh my uh, God. while filming this movie <laughs> because, again, we cannot uh, explain just how much water there is in this movie because they're constantly dealing with flooding. Um and actually, some of our main actors had to go undergo a lot of uh, swimming training because uh, sometimes that some of them had to start with um, swimming in a kiddie pool with floaties, and then they'd have to <laughs> become an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that that Caia uh, Scoladero Scoladero couldn't swim? Um, I'm not necessarily saying that, but I am saying that's what I read. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yes, she was trained by a a former Olympian and by coaches from both England and Serbia. And it, I, I'm reading off of this. I am as I'm reading and I quote, her training progressed from her having to swim in a kiddie pool with floaties to swimming at a good speed with quite good stamina. Hmm. I am not editorializing this. This is just what I have learned. So, so yeah, the article is basically just saying that she can't swim and that she had to she learn can how now. to swim and then get great at it. Yeah. And Man, actually, uh, she did not have to audition for the role really? um, she had in this movie. She was pick- She was handpicked for it. Oh. Um. After seeing her... In another one of the movies. I don't remember what movie she was in. It might have been one of the Maze Runners she was in that the producer saw and was like, she, she can do this. And then mm-hmm. they found out she couldn't swim and they're like, we'll make it work. <laughs> we'll just go, we'll fix it in post. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and speaking of fixing in post, um, a lot of the alligators we yes! see in this movie are CG. <laughs> in case all, you couldn't tell are. by the very obvious CG. It's um, so funny because like the way they move, like 
I haven't seen a lot of alligators like in the wild, but I have seen alligators attack shit, and I've seen mm-hmm. them like in captivity just kind of be living. Alligators don't move that fast. They don't move mm-hmm. with a lot of purpose. They kind of just sit still and then have like sudden bursts of movement and then go back to like mm-hmm. not moving a lot at all. And they're doing yeah. all these like very fluid like head turns and like they're shaking their bodies and I'm like, "Man, that's a beautiful looking CGI alligator." I kind of <laughs> wish they really were like that. Um they did make a few practical alligators including the baby gators. Um, oh, wow. But they were only used for uh, about four to five takes or f- scenes of the movie. Meanwhile, there were 244 CGI alligator shots made by Rodeo FX for this movie. Um, and I just love that um, there were different ways they simulated the alligators on set, um, <laughs> which varied from uh, stuntmen wearing green spandex suits, divers recreating the alligator movements underwater, the director holding a pole attached to a pillow wrapped in green fabric, and actors reacting to fake alligator heads on sticks. That's kind of hilarious, because it still (laughs) reads that they're fucking terrified, and Mm -hmm. it's so much more, like, when you think about how movies are now, especially, where they have all these CGI effects and all these characters are CG, and you're still seeing actors bring up like stellar performances. I think they get, they should get even more credit because they're acting against usually nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially in this case where the alligators aren't just like hanging out, they're attacking people consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of physical altercations with these alligators underwater, a lot of struggling with these alligators in confined spaces and mm-hmm. to have the same level of, like, fear and endurance and, you know, just everything that they bring to being in the moment when it's, like, a head on a pole <laughs> or, like, a dude mm-hmm. in, a, in a jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine just, if you will, um, you're on set and you're swimming around and you just see a giant green morph suit swim past you. You have to act with that. <laughs> it's just, like... I give them so much credit when actors have yeah. to like, do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about more about production. Let's see. Uh, the, the, let's get into the director a little bit. This guy, uh, yes. Ale- Alexandre, um, he directed uh, Daniel Radcliffe in Horns. He did the uh, remake of Piranha in 3D. Um, he also wrote and directed the Hills Have Eyes remake, which is nuts it's such an insane oh, movie yeah and yeah this guy's known for like brutal movies this one's not as much one of them it's definitely you know scary and the alligators are, are scary and the effects are good but like mm-hmm. the hills have eyes remake uh p2 which he also wrote and directed um mirrors and especially this movie high tension uh high tension is the movie that I say, like, when people ask me, like, what's the, like, most intense horror movie you've ever seen? What's, like, this, you know, not scariest, but, like, what's, like, the the craziest, most, like, nuts, gory horror movie I've ever seen? Mm-hmm. I always say High Tension for good fucking reason. <laughs> it's one of the most disturbing, violent movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And when I saw that this guy directed it and the other stuff he directed, I'm like, all oh, right, a lot of this tracks. Mm-hmm. Not this movie, but, like, the other stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, well, yeah, like even his most recent movie, which was called um, Oxygen in English. I'm not going to try to pronounce it in French. Yeah. Uh, which was a 2021 Netflix French sci-fi thriller movie. Um, even that seems to understand the same kind of vibe that I understand this director is really good with. Yeah. I think it's it's very like visceral human performances in very bleak, you know, disassociative odds. Like, mm-hmm. The Hills Have Eyes, P2, High Tension, and Oxygen are all about people that are confined to circumstances that they do not want to be in, usually at the whims of a much more aggressive, scary, violent, usually man, uh, or at the very least they're in a situation that they are stuck in that they will die if they do not get out of. Um mm-hmm. And Crawl, like, combines both of those in a way that's very interesting because it's also, like he said, a home invasion movie. And mm-hmm. the remake of The Hills Have Eyes and High Tension fit that vibe a lot where it's just, like, your you know standard of living, your existence gets, like, thrown into the garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. Now what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You got to see High Tension just so I can, like, <laughs> look you in the eyes and be like, you've seen the end. You've seen yeah. the darkness <laughs> and can look back at me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> so the the writers we mentioned before, um, I know at least one movie they did. They wrote uh, The Ward, which is a John Carpenter-directed movie, I think, in the 90s or the early to mid-2000s. Um, okay. Which is quite good. I remember it being very, very good. Um, and uh, Crawl was produced by a number of people, including Sam Raimi. Our boy Sam. I didn't find a lot of his specific involvement. I really hope that he was like, oh, hell yeah, man. I like alligators. I want to produce this movie. I think it's partially that and partially that the director kind of took a lot of inspiration from his original Evil Dead movies in yes. how he crafted this one. And Which I like to believe tell. that Sam takes people under his wing when they're like, I loved Evil Dead. He's like, all right, let's make your movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about another movie that he helped produce, Don't Breathe, which does fit mm-hmm. a lot into that you know camp of movies that I described a bit ago. But yeah. you can definitely tell the, the, the Raimi influence, especially from Evil Dead, is very much alive and well in this movie. Like, those underwater POV shots, um, mm-hmm. the... I mean, that's the one I can think of the most because there's just a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just classic Evil Dead. And also, like, very Jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie takes a lot of inspiration from uh, a, a handful of movies, but most specifically the ones that are um, mentioned a lot from the director is um, Alien, Cujo, The Evil Dead, and Jaws serving as the blueprint for the movie. Yeah, that makes Uh, a lot of sense. Because he was like, I want this, I want you when you're watching this movie to essentially feel like you're riding a roller coaster. Oh, wow. Yeah, I could feel it for sure. And it works. Especially towards the, like, latter half of the movie when they're actually moving around a lot more. It does mm-hmm. very much feel like that. 
Plus, there is one part of this movie that feels like it would be on a like water ride, which is when they get when they're in their boat and they get forced back into the house. Yeah, that would oh, be yeah. in a water ride. Well, and man, the one that always gets me, and I know we'll get to it when we end up getting to the movie notes, but that like whole scene where it's like playing the floor is lava in your house in like seven yeah. feet of water when you know there's alligators there like looking for you. <laughs> It's so scary. Like, it legitimately is so terrifying. Because <laughs> yeah. she's looking at the water, like, especially when she's in the nest and she's looking at the water and she's being like, there could be like eight alligators underwater right now and I would have no idea because they just mm-hmm. sit there. Well, yeah, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but yeah, one of I know my we're favorite moments, we're just kind of jumping around at this point. Yeah. But one of my favorite moments is when she is out on the flooded street again, and she's underneath the alligator just watching how it, like, just kind of floats there. Yeah, when it just chills, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just chilling, and yet it's so terrifying to her that she oh, knows yeah. that even if she breathes and lets the bubbles hit the top of the water, it's gonna come after her. I wish we had... Because she's in like, its territory. Yeah, oh yeah. I wish we had a... Uh like a, a, a alligator version of Devin on for this episode because like, so they could tell us if it was true or not. Well, yeah. Like, cause I, I know a fair amount about alligators and crocodiles, but like, I don't know how much of it is like just like myth building and how much of it's like biological fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they have like the shark, like echolocation thing that they've got. So I don't know if they even would be able to do that. <laughs> Um, I do know that uh, were these crocodiles, everyone would be dead. Like, you can't fight them. And they very well could have been crocodiles because those are ones that are known to hunt people if it's just around them. Mm-hmm. They're also bigger and meaner and way scarier looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the cast. We have a very small one, but... Um, the people in it I really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we've got, I guess we can do the log line first. <laughs> if people couldn't figure it out already, uh, <laughs> Crawl is, uh, well, here it is. Uh, while attempting to save her father, father during a Category 5 hurricane, uh, Haley finds herself trapped in the crawl space and must fight for her life against a congregation of alligators. Because that is what a group of alligators is called. <laughs> I'm glad you up. even have it. It I'm glad in you italis- have it italicized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like one of those things where when you look up, like, what's a group of whatever called? It's all like they. It's like the funny name. A murder first. of crows. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's always like five different names for groups of of uh, animals. But mm-hmm. uh, the congregate congregation's the funniest. Um, there's yeah. also like there's delineations for a group of alligators underwater and a group of alligators on land, and neither one of them are as fun as a congregation. So congregation is the one I'm sticking with. Good, good. So Haley, our main character, <clears throat> is played by uh, God, I can't even say it again. Kaya, Kaya, Scolader- Yep, <laughs> that's it. Um, I can't say it, but I'm sure. Kaya, most, yeah. <laughs> Kaya is has been in a lot of movies. Um, I feel like a lot of people would recognize her um, from this thing or the other. Um, most recently, she was in uh, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
she did the Maze Runner franchise, uh, and she was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is fucking awful, and uh, the Zac Efron, Ted Bundy movie from a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, she's incredible. Every time that I see her in something, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, man. She's, I never remember her name, but I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the chick from... You know, the Maze Runner, or from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or Crawl. Normally, I say Crawl. <laughs> yeah. Um, playing yeah. her father, Dave, is uh, Barry Pepper. I like that name. <laughs> it's That's a, good a name. fun name. Uh, I He was in, uh, most notably, he was in The Green Mile in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I also thought it was cool that he also is in the Maze Runner franchise, uh, I didn't watch those movies past the first one. I also haven't read the books, but apparently he's a pretty big character. Um, hmm. And that might have also been where uh, whatever producer you mentioned that got Kaya for this movie probably also was like, oh, and get, found him get too. Barry Pepper. He's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, the last one that has been blowing my mind just because it seems like everything she's done after Crawl has, like, exploded in how popular she is um mm-hmm. she's only in about two scenes and it's over the phone um but Haley's sister her older sister beth uh god i can't morph morphid 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 I, I don't know how to say it um but oh, uh it's morphid clark yes i i knew it was um something that I, it's not how it's spelled but i don't know how to speak welsh um, but, um, this woman was in St. Maud, which I covered back in the Shutter miniseries, um, mm-hmm. his Dark Materials, uh, Netflix's Dracula, and most recently, literally last week, she is the main character in Amazon Prime's Rings of Power series. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's Galadriel in it. No shit. Yeah, it was weird because, like, I've been seeing Rings of Power, like, everywhere, and her name specifically, like, when I looked up Rings of Power just to be, like, what characters from Lord of the Rings and, like, Middle Earth are in it, I was like, huh, like, she was the main character and it was the only character whose name I recognized, and then when I went to go do the research for Crawl, I'm like, I feel like I just saw you, and then I clicked on her name and it was, like, a full-page ad for Rings of Power with her right on the front of it, I'm like, oh... That's why. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Oh, sh- uh, I didn't realize she was also in The Man Who Invented Christmas. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's a really... I really liked that one. I wouldn't have recognized her from it. That's the... I. Uh, yeah, I don't... I wouldn't have recognized her if you hadn't mentioned half of the things she was in. Yeah, like, is it was strange that it was, like, Crawl came out in 2019, and then so did St. Maud, Dracula, His Dark Materials, and then Rings of Power, like, after that. So it was, like, Crawl, and then just exploded. And here's with, everything else. Yeah, which was, I think that's really cool whenever we, like, get a, uh, a movie and we go through the cast, and, like, they get huge later on, but, like, they just mm-hmm. did this also. Um, I also would like to point out that I do have the name of... Uh, the dog actor who plays Sugar. Please. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to pronounce it because Wait. it doesn't look like it should be a word. Uh, well, um, okay. But I think it's pronounced so-so. It's spelled uh, C-S-O-C-S-O. Huh. So I, I think that's guessing... 
Zao 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 because I think that's a character from Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> Um, which is perfect <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's like if in the movie Pig, like the Nicolas Cage movie Pig, um, if mm-hmm. the pig was named like Cassie Cage. <laughs> um, <laughs> complete non sequitur. Let's get into the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about this movie itself. Um, so, you're right. Like I said before, um, the University of Florida mascot is an alligator, and Haley is on the swim team, which makes Mm -hmm. her a gator, and it makes her a swimming gator. (sighs) Irony. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that if anyone, any human, realistically is maybe going to outswim or outmaneuver an alligator in the water. Uh, I suppose it would be a swimmer, um, but only mm-hmm. by a margin of maybe, like, 2% more than a normal human. Because, like, alligators are made to kill shit in the water, and humans are not. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's kind of fun how the first time they tangle with the alligators in the crawl space... There are there is no water down there, so for all intents and purposes, the alligator is like at a complete disadvantage, but it mm-hmm. still manages to like neutralize at least one. Yeah, exactly. Like neutralize one of them and almost kill the other one. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that was the easy part. Now there's going to be more water, so good luck. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I I know it's not. I know it isn't, Danny, but for a half a second, uh, when she's driving back to, uh, to get her dad, uh, who's in the hur- hurricane zone, and she hasn't heard from him, her sister Beth hasn't heard from him, um, and she's driving like into the evacuation zone, uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like she's listening to Roundtable. <laughs> At the very least, she's listening to some, like, comedy podcast where they talk about news stories. And just Mm -hmm. because it was Florida, I'm like, oh, shit, is it Roundtable? Like, it isn't. But I'm like, oh, wait. Like, I, like, paused the movie for a second and, like, rewound it. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Did I miss that? Have I missed that Mm -hmm. for years? Nope. Not quite. No. Uh, However, um, driving into the the hurricane zone, it brings up something that I feel like we see us northerners see a lot around hurricane season. Uh, and I guess we've got no frame of reference, so it's not really a judgment. We're just confused. Um, mm-hmm. Why do people not leave when a hurricane comes? Yeah, I'm not really sure because it, and to give this movie credit, most people are, most yeah, people right, are right. active, actively leaving. But, like, to make the distinct choice, and, like, I know, yeah, you just got a call from your sister, you're worried about your dad, so you're going to check on him. But if somebody is telling you, hey, it's not safe to drive down these roads anymore, please turn back, why not just, oh, I don't know, listen to him (laughs) and not (laughs) get caught in a storm? (laughs) Like, I wrote down, it's probably a uniquely American thing to just straight up not heed warnings that nature is going to kill you. 
<laughs> I feel like in other countries, if they did have a warning system for like tsunamis or I, I mean, hurricanes happen all over the world. So I would assume people try to leave if they can. But like mm-hmm. in America, like we know, like, a, I think like what, like a week in advance, probably like Haley didn't even At know least that, a few days like Haley didn't even know that a hurricane had like engulfed most of Florida and she lives there. Yeah. So you, like, you just not she had know. homework, man. I, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's a hurricane. Look up. Look outside. Look out your window. When your coach also, goes, "Hey, we're say... not going to have practice because a hurricane's coming," then you're like, "Oh yeah, I heard about that." Like, uh, what do you mean? Sorry, I will say. Uh, I watched this while it was thunderstorming out yesterday. Oh, hell and yeah. man, did that just help build the experience to have rain hitting the window cool. while you're watching a hurricane on screen. Oh, yeah. It's just so cool. Sorry, that's just a little side note. If anyone wants to like 4D their experience with this movie, <laughs> yeah, like wait till it rains and then watch. Crawl. Throw it on. Turn off. Yeah, turn off all the lights in your house. Go to your basement and watch it in your basement as it rains. And then you'll be almost there. Just don't let it flood. That that's when it gets dangerous. Yeah, it also just ruins your basement. It costs a lot of money and yep. damages. Um, it really does. Yeah. Uh, but so why Haley goes back at all? Um, Beth calls her and said that she wasn't hearing from dad. Um, it's established pretty early on that Haley and her dad don't have the best relationship. And mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Even when she goes, like, because Haley is calling him on the way there. She's calling him at the house she thinks that he's at, his new apartment. Um, And then she drives back further into the storm to their childhood home. To the old home. Yes. Um, And she's still calling her dad. That her dad dad. has has supposedly sold. Right, yeah. Um, But, you know, in the context of a horror movie, like, not hearing from dad is pretty ominous. Um, but mm-hmm. as you learn more about him and you learn more about um, their family, for the given circumstances, it's probably not out of the ordinary for him to just drop off the face of the earth for a little while. Especially At least for Haley's Haley. Case. Right, exactly. Yeah, because, because they don't have a good relationship, which I think is why she gets more nervous when Beth calls her about it. Right. Because it seems to me like Beth and their dad still have a good relationship. Or at the very least, have a relationship. It doesn't seem like Haley has one to speak of with her dad. Um, Mm -hmm. Plus, I mean, he's clearly spiraling from divorce. Um, Yeah. I don't... Is their mother, like, still alive? They didn't really mention her They don't really get into it, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, At least not that I remember. Well, and, you know... Dave even talks about later, he's like, I, I couldn't sell it because, like, this is our home. This is where you girls grew up. This is the last place that we were a family together. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a very real human thing to hold on to that. Um, yeah. And I just think that whole aspect of the relationship that the director put in after the fact, it really adds to the realness before the movie turns into, like, underwater bathroom gator combat, which is also <laughs> great. But, like, it's good to have it, like, a little bit of ground, <laughs> grounded realism before we do that. Before we get into gator combat. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. 
Danny, there's not a single alligator. Ca- well, no, reptile. I was about to say, there's not a single <laughs> alligator in Mortal Kombat. I got mad for like half a second <laughs> that I remembered reptile. <laughs> anyway, um, so Haley gets there. She finds her dad under the house in the crawl space. Um, she slowly starts to find evidence that something happened to him. She finds blood, his tools all over the place. Um, then she finds him after encountering a very large alligator. Well, she finds him first because she's trying to drag him out of the basement. Oh, right. Out of the crawl space. And then the gator decides, fuck your stairs, destroys them, and starts chasing after them. Wait, is that what happened? Because I feel like I must have just, like, not looked away. Because the whole time, I'm like, I'm not even trying to be like, why didn't they just do this? Like, I'm not really a person that watches movies that way. But it did feel like by the time they were like, we're going to make a run for it, it seemed like that was their last resort. And I'm like, why didn't you guys just do that earlier? I know dragging a man who's been attacked by an alligator is difficult, but it's better than waiting for the water to rise for the alligators to get more dangerous. Yeah, so when she's first dragging her father's unconscious body uh, towards the stairs, they're getting very close to being able to get out. But then the gator is unseen behind the stairs, and so it crashes through, breaking those stairs. So they don't Shit. have their regular exit in order to use. Okay, that which makes is sense, why right? they're stuck in the crawl space. Fair enough. Um, and after that point, when they realize that they're stuck, there's something else they have to contend with. The storm is getting substantially worse. Um, Mm -hmm. the slow rise of the water level, um, especially when they have establishing shots outside the house of like where the water is now. And then when they come back to the spots later, when they're like underwater, it really Mm -hmm. does show you like the change in the environment brings more stakes to the table. Not only does it like show like, here is how close the alligators can get to you on their terms. It also mm-hmm. is like, this is how close you are to dying. It makes movement a lot more difficult, especially when you're injured. Um, and, like, the storm invading the house and turning the landscape into something, like, that is not for people and it's more for the alligators. It's mm-hmm. like, the stakes get raised because it's like, the longer that you're stuck, the more fucked you're going to be. Nature finds a way. Nature finds a way all the time. And if you don't heed warnings, nature kills you. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and I think it's important to note that, yes, her father is injured when she finds him. But then when she goes to try to retrieve her phone that she dropped while they were evading the first alligator, um, Haley gets attacked by a second alligator and she ends up getting bitten. So they, yeah. by the time they even just know that there are two gators, they've both been, like, yeah, they're fucked. hardcore <laughs> attacked. Yeah, that, that's what I mean, where it's, like, the alligators aren't even swimming yet, and the people are already, like, pretty much down for the count. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got two gators in the basement. That's a pretty big problem. Um, and unfortunately, you live in Florida, so there's always more alligators. Anywhere that there's mm-hmm. water, there's usually alligators. And Dave has the astute observation that they crawled into the, the, the crawl space 
through like a drainage pipe that links yeah, up a big with old the, storm drain. Yeah, it links up with an estuary outside of the house. So as the water levels rose, they just swam through the drainage pipe straight into the crawl space, which is mm-hmm. a problem because a bunch of alligators clearly lived in that lake and then they're all just now coming and going as they please. Yeah. So there's upwards of like 10 at least in the immediate like vicinity. You know, yeah, in the immediate like 500 yard vicinity of the house. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, almost a dozen alligators and there could be more because what I think is one of the coolest things about having like alligators as opposed to sharks not only can alligators like move on land but Mm -hmm. sharks need to be in deep water they need to have like a lot of space because they're a large animal um Mm -hmm. they're not very versatile and they have a dorsal fin so even if they're like getting exactly they have a built-in warning alligators can they just they fuck all of that and they're just even better at killing you if like there's you know two feet of water uh there could be eight of them in that two Mm -hmm. feet of water in a small room because they're just chilling on the bottom waiting for prey to come by and without the dorsal fin like you're just waiting for them to jump up and bite you and it can be from like any angle at any time and yeah that's it you're it's Game over for you. You're done. Yeah, you're absolutely done. So I'm going to go ahead and say that alligators are now a lot scarier uh, than sharks for me. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing. I would fight an alligator before I would get in the water even close to a shark. Interesting. I've seen a lot of gator boys. (laughs) You know, that shows shows on Animal Planet where, Mm -hmm. speaking of Florida... It'd be like these guys whose job it is to wait at their, you know, their facility for someone to call them and be like, yeah, um, I got an alligator in my pool or, you know, in the pond behind my house or whatever. And these guys just show up. Uh, usually one of them just jumps in to the water to like scare the alligator like up to the surface. And mm-hmm. then someone puts one of those like dog pound like leash noose things over it pulls it out of the water Mm -hmm. and then someone just jumps on top of its back and holds its mouth shut. They tape up the the mouth. They've lifted it into a truck. They literally just throw it into the back of a pickup truck. And then that's that they're, they're done. Well, they've got it down to a science. Like I know that it requires clearly a lot of training, a lot of awareness, but like that doesn't seem that difficult. Okay. Like I'm not going to just do it, but like, it doesn't seem (laughs) that in like, it's not like fighting a tiger. We're like, you're probably going to lose that fight. The alligator, it's like, if you can get on its back and close its mouth, it's done. I mean, I suppose you're right. (laughs) But I'm still not going to go out there and jump on a gator's back anytime soon. Do it. I'm just saying, if you find yourself (laughs) in the scenario where there's a bunch of alligators, you can do that. Because, I mean, Haley stabs one in the face pretty hard. In the eye. In the, exactly, in the eye. Doesn't she kill it? Not yet for that one, because that's how she gets, that's how she gets released after it bit her. Right. Um, She has, they don't get to the killing of them until a little bit later, because dad kills two of them, and she kills the one at the nest. 
well, with she, the gun. She kills. Yeah, she. God, can we talk about those kills for a second? Just the way they kill yeah. these alligators. How does Dad kill him? So Dad kills the first one by essentially just bringing down part of the crawl space on it and crushing it to death. Um, the other one he stabs with a shovel a bunch of times, I which I think like is the one that was already blinded. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And then yeah, the other one that Haley takes out, it bites her arm while she's holding a gun, and she just <laughs> unloads so... the clip out the back of its head. It's so awesome because even as she's like shooting into its brain, it's like not letting go. Like it's mm-hmm. still kind of alive. <laughs> Well, yeah, at that point, keep shooting until it lets go of your arm. Oh, I absolutely would. I mean, this is not like the movie that's like, oh, alligators are these like demons of nature that need to be destroyed. It's like alligators were here, and then you got there, and then they attacked mm-hmm. you. Good luck defending yourself. Yeah. Like, it almost requires you to, like, have overkill to kill something like an alligator because of how durable it is. Like, you Mm -hmm. need to shoot it, like, nine times in the face to kill it because it's not going to go down. Well, yeah, and I guess we should um, say that the reason she has a gun is because her uh, police officer that she kind of knew earlier, who's definitely in love with her sister, um, he came to check on them and got ate by one of the gators. And brought back yeah. to the nest, which yeah, is why his of, gun is just sitting there. <laughs> there's plenty of really good gator kills in this movie too. Like it's not just these two people getting attacked and then not dying. The gators mm-hmm. eat quite a few people. Um, in one of my favorite scenes, uh, when uh, mom and uh, sorry Haley and dad are stuck in the crawlspace still, and they're trying mm-hmm. to flag down someone across the street who is uh, at a... Because another street is sort of flooded. It's probably about three to... Maybe like three to three and a half feet of water uh, mm-hmm. just from rain. You know, standing water on the street. The basement's filling up. Both of them are wounded, and they're trying to signal these people. So they see a boat pull up to the gas station across the street, and mm-hmm. uh, these two assholes try to steal an ATM from the machine. For, from the from the, uh, the well, yeah. Gas there's the two that are stealing the ATM, and there's one just chilling in the boat. Yeah, and you know what? Which Danny's... I love that one of them's not even doing anything. <laughs> yeah, he's just like <laughs> hanging out while both of his friends get eaten, and then he's like, "Huh, where did my friends go? Huh, who, who was I supposed to share these snacks with?" <laughs> oh, and again, yeah, because then he sees the like mirror of the alligator like swimming up behind him, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. Um. So, it's kind of cool because the alligators don't, like, they wait, I think. they. I feel like they wait for them to, like, be safe before they attack mm-hmm. them. Um, <clears throat> so, one of them jumps onto the boat, eats the other, eats one of the people, while uh, the other jackass is going over to investigate um, Haley's distress signal. And mm-hmm. while he misses that completely, he turns around and then gets attacked by another one. And then that leaves the third guy to get attacked inside of the flooded gas station, which is really cool when you think about, like, once everything is flooded, gators can just, like, go anywhere. Like, your house, mm-hmm. inside buildings, the street, if it's flooded, anywhere. Um, it's, their and, ter- it's their choice at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think, Danny, I'm sorry... 
But it just goes to show that stealing an ATM always costs you. How much does it cost you, Matt? Uh, an arm and a leg or two. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you really wanted to tell the joke in oh, here. Oh, yes. Really you, you, you came around. Danny, it's a good joke. I'm sorry. It is a good <laughs> it's, joke. It's a good joke. And I came I up like that the on joke. the fly when I was watching the movie. And I'm like, I don't even care <laughs> if I have to explain my comedic genius to everyone that's listening. I need them to hear this joke and know that I thought about it on the fly and went, holy shit, I got to write that down. <laughs> I was reading through your notes on this one and I was like, oh, he thought of this one in the moment and I'm so proud of him. I did. <laughs> well, because I was going to keep it stealing an ATM always cost you, but I'm like, ah, oh, wait, wait. All right, moving on. Um, speaking of Haley and Dave, um, and their dynamic as a father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. They take it seriously, and I'm, and I'm glad that they do. Me too. Um, and again, much like how we always talk about, the reason that some of their issues get fixed is just because they talk <laughs> they to talk. each other. <laughs> because communication, people, I'm telling you, this is what saves family relationships in Every horror movie, if something is wrong, talk about it. The Shining and Doctor Sleep are literally about how a familial cycle of abuse happens because no one confronts the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I'm in a family therapy class right now. And I'm only in week three, and we still haven't gotten through how important communication is to a family system and how the lack of a communication can result in just literally infinite ways why a family can become dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you've learned anything off of Square Horror, um, hopefully it's that the, you should talk to your family. Talk to your family, damn it. <laughs> or, like, if you don't, if there's a good reason why you don't, um, mm-hmm. you know, there probably is stuff to unpack there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you would like to reconcile with each other. Because Haley yes. and Dave talk about that. They talk about the fact that she, like, she feels that their mother pulled away because he stopped caring about her. Mm-hmm. And... Honestly, it was he felt that like he forced her to stay because he needed like that control, um, mm-hmm. and putting Haley through swimming was the same thing. Like he kind of forced her to be good at it. So now that mm-hmm. she is swimming, she doesn't enjoy it. She just mm-hmm. does it because it's what's expected of her and it's what she can do. Um, and while I think it's all very good that they have this whole scene. I just couldn't help but thinking that, like, while they're in this flooded basement and they're talking about this and they're reconciling their issues, there's, like, alligators 25 feet away that are just, like, chilling, being animals. Like, it's just, like, how we talked about with Jaws. <laughs> how, like, Jaws doesn't really know it's, like, a problem. It's just, like, a shark. It's just eating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know. These, like, alligators are, like, we, don't, we didn't know this was, like, a whole symbolic thing. For you guys yeah. trapped in the past, in your in a literal representation of your past, as it is being destroyed by nature. 
We're just here. Yeah, didn't didn't like, realize we... you needed us to prove your symbolism of being an apex predator that you told her all those years ago. Which, okay, that line, I, like, I don't like it. Because no. she is about to swim across the street to the boat uh, that the, the uh, ATM thieves have left. The... <laughs> The water level has raised significantly. There's mm-hmm. definitely a lot more alligators out there. And her dad just told her that, like, they're attracted to splashing, which, mm-hmm. like, when humans swim is what we it's do. It's mostly splashing. Right. Um, and so he's, like, hyping her up, and he's like, yeah, man, you're an apex predator. You're going to swim over there. You're going to get your boat. And I'm like, this is a great character moment. This is a great moment of growth. Um but the second that she swims out there, she's fucking dead. Like, those alligators, <laughs> like, are actually apex predators, and they're built to swim in the water very quickly and to kill things <laughs> with their superior senses and, like, apex hunting abilities. And you're just, like, a human being <laughs> who is bleeding. But, but, Matt, you forgot. She has this lovely plot armor that's going to protect her and yes, keep a her dog. an apex predator. Oh, right. Oh, not the dog? Because I thought it was the dog. Well, yeah, the this poor dog is just stuck upstairs just chilling while it's hearing yelling coming from the crawl space. You know what's kind of ironic is that in Florida, most alligator attacks are like on pets, especially small dogs um that wander too close to the water and get eaten by alligators. And this dog survives through the whole movie without a scratch. Well, yeah, and I found out that um, when they were initially writing it, they weren't sure if they were going to keep the dog alive or not. Um, I'm glad they, they did. They did include like... <laughs> a couple options, and three of which I'll bring up that are uh, mentioned as alternatives, alternative scenarios involving the dog, which includes um, an alligator biting the dog's tail off. Um the main characters feeding the dog to the alligators to escape, Holy and the dog shit. sacrificing itself to save its owners. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> so, the alligator... Okay, so the three options, or four, rather, were um, the dog survives but becomes Jamie Unharmed. Lannister. The dog gets straight up, like a Serbian film treatment and is fed to alligators as a distraction <laughs> or it lives or it's like, it gives the like little Terminator thumbs up and then like jumps <laughs> in the water to distract them. <laughs> I thought you were going to yes. say that one of them was like the dog was going to be like doggy paddling towards Haley as she's getting like death rolled by that alligator with mm-hmm. the flare in its mouth and it's just like <laughs> here you go <laughs> this dog is great I'm glad it lives like there's one of my favorite shots in the movie towards the end when they're like on top of the house waiting for the mm-hmm. helicopter to come they're like bloody as fuck they've just both barely by the skin of their teeth escaped being eaten by alligators and mm-hmm. the dog is there too but they have this, like, lingering, like, shot on the dog, like, in a heroic close-up. 
like where it looks like so weathered and like its hair and its face is like all matted and stuff. It's like weird little like dog mustaches all like wet and stuff. And she's mm-hmm. kind of sitting there like, hell yeah, we made it. We did it. And I'm like, hell yeah. I'm glad they gave this dog like, no, nah, man, give the dog the close up first. Yeah. Well, they also initially talked about um, having the alligators win in the end. Interesting. Uh, and having them eat the main characters. But uh, alas, they decided a happier ending would probably sell a little bit easier. I mean, I liked it. It still was believable because even up until yeah. the very last minute of the movie, like, they were gonna die. Like, mm-hmm. if the alligators didn't get them, like, they were about 20 minutes from drowning because the levees broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that helicopter hadn't come, they would have fucked. They probably would have bled to death. They both would have absolutely been dead. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Like, speaking of that levee breaking, once the levee breaks, uh, which is, I guess, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit and where we were in no, the story. No, I mean, we're but about they there. are fucked in that house. They have oh, no sure. escape. And now the house itself is flooding, not just their crawl space. The whole first floor and a half is starting to flood. Well, and it's intense because after... You know, Haley makes her big, like, hero climax thing. She gets into the boat that she was swimming for. Um, the alligators inexplicably do not eat her. Um, it doesn't really matter, but I'm just like, wow. Well, it's really because she goes back to the house. Because um, we did skip a little bit because her dad is drowning in the basement while she gets out. Oh, correct. Um, yes. So she has to break the floorboards to bring him back out and bring him back to life because she thinks he's drowned in death. And then they decide to just slowly walk their way to the boat because the rain will cover the splashes. That's what I was thinking. And then they get into the eye of the storm, so the rain stops. So you know what you do? You stop. Yeah. You don't (laughs) do anything. The eye couldn't last more than, like, three minutes. Like, just stop mm-hmm. for a second. And naturally, as soon as the eye is overhead, a gator swims in between the two people just to add insult to injury. So are they trying to say that the alligator is like the creatures from A Quiet Place where it's blind? The alligator's <laughs> got eyes. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm not hating on the alligators in this. I just love how their behavior is so clearly, like, not about these people. Like, they're just living. And these people keep getting in their way, and they're like, I guess we'll eat you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get into that boat, you know, after the, the rain starts back in. Once they actually get into that boat, the levees break. And mm-hmm. the four-ish feet of water that they've been traversing and so far gets up to, God, tens of feet of water. The whole neighborhood is completely flooded. Oh, yeah, probably Uh, 10 to 15 feet of water. And the initial wave of the levees breaking throws the boat, like you said, right into the living room of their house. Through the living room window. It's nuts because with them comes alligators because they're like, oh, shit, shit, shit. Like, they didn't know. They were just caught Mm -hmm. in the flow. They got sucked into the house. (laughs) But then this begins the, like, scariest parts of the movie where once the water has more or less kind of come to rest, it's still rising. It's still raining. The levees are still coming in. But the alligator is in the house. Dad has is separated. The boat is kaput. 
the radio, mm-hmm. the light, the all of their supplies are gone. Except and for Haley their flares. Like, and Haley is like standing on floating, you know, debris in their kitchen. Because there is an alligator there. It's waiting for her to jump into the water so it can attack her. Mm-hmm. But the water is so still and you can't see anything in there that like you need to kind of just operate on like a, the floor is lava rules where like mm-hmm. assume that if you touch water, the thing You're is dead. waiting to kill you. But it also, mm-hmm. it's so fucked because not only is that a factor, but if she just stays still for too long, the alligator can jump out of the water and bite her and then just pull her in. That's how they hunt. Mm-hmm. Like. You're kind of not safe anywhere if you're near water, which the water yeah. is everywhere. Uh, well, yeah, and well, and the dad finds the flares he keeps on the first floor, um, and then he finds the dog because the dog went missing for a second. Yeah, the dog was inside. I think right. Well, yeah, the the dog was swept up in the in the levee flow, and then he gets his flare ready. And is watching the dog swim towards him so he can put it up on the stairs mm, so he can go stairs. upstairs. And then his fucking arm gets bitten off by an incoming gator. I don't know if we mentioned before, but, like, none of these alligators are shorter than, like, seven feet. These are all big-ass fucking alligators. Oh, yeah, they're long motherfuckers. Like, normal-sized al- I mean... They can get that big, but, I mean, even, like, a regular-sized alligator, if it's, like, four feet long, I mean, it could still kill you. It could still do a lot of serious damage, but the mm-hmm. fact that they're all this big means they all have, like, they'll eat your your whole bullshit effect. Mm-hmm. Like, they can absolutely tear you apart by themselves, let alone a Oh, yeah. A congregation of them. A congregation of them. Or whatever the fuck they're called in water, like a float or something. I don't know. But yeah, Dad gets his arm ripped off by this gator, and I mean, <clears throat> Haley's not so far behind him in terms of getting attacked, because mm-hmm. as they start to move up upstairs, uh, the water is following them, and luckily the second floor of the house isn't flooded. However, outside of the house, the water levels have already reached to about the roof, mm-hmm. and right when they think they're safe, Haley sees this like image of a giant alligator. Swimming right towards the glass the window. of the window <laughs> and bursts it open. Again, probably just being like, "Oh hell yeah, man!" Somewhere that there, I can like sit for a second, and then it mm-hmm. floods this whole you know upper floor, and then she's stuck on the top floor with this alligator, and it gets to one of the craziest <laughs> scenes in the movie, and it's in all of the trailers. Um, Haley fights this alligator in her bathroom. It's this Mm -hmm. tiny little bathroom, and she's, like, hiding in the shower, in the bathtub. And it's, like, trying to, like, get in. And then she does this cool, like, maneuver that's, like, a quick-time event. She parkours in a quick-time event. She, like, yeah, uses, like, the soap dish and, like, the faucet head to, like, shimmy over the door as she opens it so the gator comes in it tries to bite her leg off i see in the movie i see that it does not bite her but it should have bitten her like i feel like if you blink you'll be like wait how did it not rip her entire leg off like it's that Mm -hmm. close 
Yeah. And then as she gets out of it, as the alligator you know swims into it, she closes the door and pretty much just traps this animal. She traps a gator in her bathtub. Someone's going to have to find that alligator. Like, someone during the cleanup is going to be like, oh, let's go to this house. There's a big fucking alligator in the shower. <laughs> like, what stuck, do you do at like, that Help, point? please. <laughs> someone get me out. I'm stuck. It's like crawl for the gator now. It's like I'm stuck in a bathtub. <laughs> it's suddenly a sequel from the gator's perspective. <laughs> Well, they have talked about writing a sequel, and they haven't said what it's about. Well, actually, they have a little bit. Um, oh, okay, cool. So, again, getting ahead of ourselves, but, yeah. So, they do survive this movie. They find the helicopter that's going to help them, and then fade to credits. All is good in the world. Um, the sequel they want to do wouldn't be with these same characters, they sure. essentially want to do more of, like, a thematic where it follows this kind of thing happening to different people in a different story. It's Hell yeah. not so much a direct sequel as it is a thematic sequel that they want to come up with. Kind of like uh, uh, 47 Meters Down. Like, 47 yeah. Meters Down 2 is a very, it's a completely different movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I think even scarier. Yeah. Yeah, so as of April 2021, a screenplay was in the process of being written for a potential sequel, but that is all of the information that the director was able to give at that time. Okay. So, who knows? There might be a crawl, too. (laughs) A crawl, a step up to the streets, a crawl Mm -hmm. with gators... Too crawl, too furious. Too crawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I mean, we kind of covered even how it ended. Like they barely, by the skin of their teeth, get rescued. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, Dad stands in arms. Uh, and a broken them, leg. Right. Uh, Haley's been bitten on the leg, arm, and torso. Dad was bitten really badly, like, towards his clavicle. Like, they're in bad shape. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and something I noticed that I hadn't noticed before um, is that all of Haley's injuries are on her right side, whereas uh, her dad's injuries at least balance out. His left leg is broken. His right arm gets torn off. So yeah. he's got one working on each side. She's just got one half of her body working. Yeah, like I they... don't know what symbolism that means, but I thought it was cool. Again, because they're alligators and didn't know that they had a movie that they were they walked they waddled into a movie. They didn't know. They were just attacking these people <laughs> and uh they happened to get away from them before they could efficiently kill them because one of the mm-hmm. things i do know about i don't uh, what they call the uh, crocodilians or like whatever alligators and crocodiles and their cousins are but mm-hmm. how they eat because their their jaws are like a just a hinge like it doesn't it's not like ours where it's like a i don't know what ours is but like we can chew how we you know we can chew alligators and crocodiles mm-hmm. can't chew so what they do with their big stupid snapping jaws is they just kind of like hack at stuff and then they try to, like, 
they do this thing called a death roll, which when you see it in real life, it kind of looks a little funny. They'll mm-hmm. like clamp their jaws down on a piece, like usually an arm or a leg or something that is kind of independent, but is still attached to the body. And then they'll just turn their body around. Like they'll just do like, they'll just roll around. Like they do like a, do a barrel roll. roll. Exactly. And they'll just do that until they tear off whatever part of the body that they're clamped down on. And then they just eat those little pieces. Mm-hmm. So when one of the, I think it's like one of the cops uh, gets eaten by alligators, a bunch of them show up and they do that because one of them comes up from the bottom, grabs his head and then just kind of flicks its own head like to the side and just pops mm-hmm. his head right off. <laughs> Cause that's how they, that's how these boys be eaten. So like when they attack you or when they attacked Haley and Dave, it would just be like, okay, my jaws is around your leg or like around your torso mm-hmm. if you don't get me off of you in the next minute uh, i'm gonna start death rolling and you're gonna start getting slammed into shit and getting disoriented and i'm gonna grab another piece of you so i can actually mm-hmm. rip it off this time um unfortunately the cop that i mentioned didn't have a flare and he couldn't just burn the alligator's underbelly or mm-hmm. shoot it in the face a hundred times or decapitate it with a shovel he just died Mm-hmm. That's how nature be. That's how it does it. Danny, if you could get eaten by an animal, if you had to be eaten by an animal, which one would you not want to be eaten by the most? Would I not want to be eaten by? Yeah, like what would be the worst animal to be eaten by? I feel like a pig would just take too long. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Okay. I mean, they can, <laughs> they can definitely eat people. I would say they could do it, but I feel like it would take a long time, so it would be painful. I don't know if they'd kill you first, but at the very least, like, yeah, the thought of that would be very scary. What's what's yours, Matt? What's the one you a wouldn't gi- want to be eaten by? A giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Hyenas, because they would eat you alive, probably. Mm. I don't know. I'm I have, like, a weird love scared relationship with hyenas so probably those um i don't know it probably wouldn't be nice to be eaten by anything but alligators just the ripping that's a very scary like mental image (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's the mental image we're going to leave all of you with for the the day so follow our instagram at the underscore square horror (laughs) podcast you can reach us at square horror podcast gmail.com um danny have you seen beast yet i haven't yet i haven't had a chance to get out to the movie theater okay because we're doing a bonus episode on idris elba's beast uh i watched it a couple weeks back i think i want to go see it again just to get another because the first time i watched it it was just me going wow (laughs) i want to like actually pay attention to it this time so we can talk more about it but maybe that's as much coverage as i need for the bonus episode we're gonna do on it okay good to know good to know (laughs) and yeah next week you can look forward to our adventure with snakes with uh, anaconda yeah talk about a movie with an animal as the antagonist that is not biologically accurate (laughs) (laughs) and it's not even about the size the size is one of the more realistic things that (laughs) oh god that's gonna be a fun movie can't wait to talk about it
I'm very excited. Until next time, you stay spooky out there. And when there's a hurricane for the love of Satan, don't be anywhere near it. Just leave. Go to the zoo and see alligators. Not in the hurricane zone.